From Hallis Hall and Lake Forest, welcome into Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Wishing you a pleasant good evening with my broadcast partner from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM, Chicago Bears Super Bowl winner Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Training camp 2021 rolls on. Coming up in the show, we've got second year tight end Cole Komet. And we also thank our producers, Dan Brilli and Jordan Treadup, the folks at The Score, and we'll bring that game to you Sunday. Make that, I keep saying Sunday, Tom. I keep saying Sunday. Noon Saturday, Josh Allen will not play as the Buffalo Bills arrive in town. Complete coverage on WBBM starting at 11 a.m. with a pregame show and lots of conversation right here on The Score. First of all, how are you doing? And the Bears offensive line getting healthier, even though we learned that Tevin Jenkins did need back surgery this week. It went well, according to head coach Matt Nagy. Uh, No timetable yet. So now, you know, it's get healthy, come back when you're ready, and now it's on to the competition at left tackle, which will include Jason Peters rolling into the practice mix as the week goes on. Don't expect him to play, obviously, uh, on Saturday, but he'll be there for, for week three. Larry Borum is back from his concussion protocol. He'll compete. Elijah Wilkinson and maybe even Arlington Hambright. That's a lot to unpack on the offensive line. Go at it. But I'm encouraged by what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing because, first of all, Larry Bourne, he's got to come back on board, and he's got to elevate himself to the point that we first evaluated his talents as being a guy that can come in here and compete to be a starter. I really like what you see out of him, size, athleticism, his mental ability. I like what we've seen out of Lachavius Simmons and Arlington Hambright. Both of these guys are willing participants. They're out here every single day, and they're asked to play any position that's asked of them. Elijah Wilkinson, you know, a guy that I really wasn't impressed by early, but I've become more impressed by every one of his working days out there. I like to see the effort that he gives. He's really encouraging uh, about being out there every day. And I'm glad to see James Daniels back in the mix. He really has an important role on this football team. And uh, when you look at the interior between Sam Mustafer, Cody Whitehair, it could be one of the best in the NFL. And then, you know, eventually Jermaine Manifetti will get back on the field. And I think when all these moving parts are back in the mix, you're going to see a much more competitive atmosphere at offensive line. A lot of these guys got a taste of playing. And once you get that taste of playing, it's like <laughs> you don't want to give you it never up. Want to, you, never want to, <laughs> you never want to get it out of your mouth. Well, hopefully that's the case for the rookie out of Mizzou, Larry Borum. This morning, head coach Matt Nagy on his return. He's, uh, we see him still at the left side and, and competing for that left, left spot. Uh, and unfortunately he did have that one day and then was out. So now he's got to catch back up and he'll get opportunities with, uh, with reps in practice and then with these, these preseason games. But that's, that's real. You know, he's in a, I think he's in a great, great place. I, mentally, physically, like everything. Now he just needs reps, but we, those guys are competing and uh, we've made that loud and clear. And I think that, that he's in a great spot. Um, especially, you know, with, with Tevin's situation. This is a good opportunity for a guy like Larry to step up. And his skill set, he has proved the fact that he is very comfortable at right tackle, but even better that he's comfortable at left tackle. And I think when you have that type of versatility, you can be thought of as a game day activation because you can play multiple spots. But when you look at the future of the Chicago Bears, five, six, eight, ten years down the road, if Larry Borum can come in here and be really productive, strong, mentally and physically at left tackle, that really does a lot for the Bears offensive line because then you can move Tevin Jenkins around after he gets back, and maybe Tevin Jenkins can come out here and be best competitive at right tackle. Encouragement is certainly a key for an injured player, certainly a rookie who hasn't experienced a lot of injuries and now a surgery. He's no doubt feeling like he's 
uh, leaving his teammates, um, letting them down a little bit. But James Daniels has been there, missing last season, feeling the same thing after week five and a pectoral injury. I told him, like, the same thing that people last year, like, told me. Like, the good news for Tevin, I mean, he's young, and he still has so much time to develop and grow into a very great player. And, I, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know like, the details of his surgery, but, I mean, the good – I mean, if he misses the full season or not, the good news is he has a full off season this, like, next year – you know, the thing about it is, Jeff, I had my back operated on May 1st. By the start of the regular season, after 21 days on PUP, I was ready to go. So I think Tevin Jenkins will be back in a competitive situation during the course of this season. I don't know about his surgery. I just know from my own. And I know the time it took me to recover because once you start recovering the strength, the muscle, and the, the confidence back in yourself – it really has sped up, and like James said, when he missed, he wanted to get back on the field. I bet you that's the same for Tevin. It'll be a slow ramp up for Jason Peters. they got to see where he's at physically, obviously, get him adjusted to new teammates, new system. He's been in the same place his whole career. That sounds like a, ne- a decent plan. All I need to do uh, with um, Jason is get him in condition, allow him to get on this feet, make sure that he's doing a lot of real constructive offensive tackle movement. I don't need him to do unrealistic things. I don't need to see him run 100-yard dashes or 40s. I just need to him to see it, see him work in that tackle box, but do it repetitively enough where you're getting conditioned along with the tackle movement. Tom Matt Nagy this morning says Andy Dalton will get uh, uh, almost a whole half and um, maybe a half, uh, one and a half quarters, whatever the case may be, and then he's going to turn it over to Justin Fields. Uh, but, you know, the work that Dalton has done to understand the offense gives him – Great comfort that if, again, the season started today, he could handle everything, which gives him more opportunity to give Fields a little more. So there's some strategy there. But this week, Andy Dunn uh, discussing everything that's going on. And, and there's a lot of, obviously, Fields mania going on. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. You get into these games, and now, okay, now there's fans in the stands, and you know everybody reacts different to it especially this time of year there's still a ton of like competition out there during training camp and still a ton of guys fighting for spots and you want to see guys to be able to rise to the occasion and um and especially for the young guys on this team and so uh yeah i think that's the that's the biggest thing it's all right now this is what it's what it's like to be playing some real football fans in the stands there's some emotion involved and uh you still got to be able to to be at your best well because people will give their opinion when they're paying for the tickets to come and watch games played and and this is a little bit more from Dalton. The thing is there's so much excitement with Justin and uh, I mean it's deservedly so. I mean he's a first round pick and uh, just with everything that's that's gone on here I mean there's a lot of excitement with it Uh, but I didn't feel like there was an excitement for me either you know so it's like yeah I mean I I think for us if we just go out and operate how we we know we can do um, I, I think the fans will be excited when we score lots of touchdowns this year. Remember, Andy Dalton was that drafted quarterback at one time with an organization that everybody wanted to see him play, and he was really productive for a 10-year period out there, and so he knows what Justin's going through. However, he's got a lot of self-confidence, and I think he's going to be able to 
put it on display this week when he gets a longer period of time because you're able to set up defensive backs. You're able to get more into a rhythm. You have more conversations with the play caller on the sidelines to see what type of formations, what type of passes you want to run. So we're going to see a bigger display of Andy Dalton this week, and then you're going to see the second display of Justin Fields. And we're going to see more of David Montgomery. One touch last week, and Andy Dalton will make it clear to you what we've been talking about, the importance of this man and the importance of that backfield in general. But Montgomery is really making a lot of fans in that locker room. He's such a passionate player. I think just how much he cares. And I think that's one of his biggest traits. You know, you get gotten into some of these competition drills where uh, some live periods and stuff, and he's found ways to – everybody thinks he's stopped and he's broken out of uh, some big runs and, and stuff. So just the way that he competes and just his passion for, for being the best player that he can be has, has been a lot of fun for me to watch. Hey, everybody, David Montgomery has earned everybody's respect inside the locker room. His approach to the game, the way he approaches the offseason and doing things that will help him, help him be a better football player. And he's a physical running back. He's an elusive running back. He's a good pass catcher and he's a good blocker. So Andy Dalton's got to be encouraged when you see what Dave Montgomery is doing to the backfield. But again, don't forget about Damon Williams and the rest of this running back room because I think there's a lot of similarities in the traits that they all have together and then we switch to the defense Matt Nagy getting asked a lot of questions over the course of camp about Sean Desai because there is a mystery to it because he's not called an NFL play in a regular season game we don't know exactly how the defense is going to look we're seeing some encouraging snippets indeed for a guy who's been here for nine years and getting a lot of applause yeah, I, I see it I feel it um, again they know who he is so that makes it a little bit easier for the guys that have been here but at the same time, then probably through the players that know him, if there's new players, they're telling him, hey, man, listen, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's going to put us in great spots to make make plays. And here's the other thing, too, is I think what's neat about uh, Sean and the way he believe, what he believes in is defensively, um, it's not about one person that has to wreck a game. I mean, it's a, it's, he talks about um, playing with 11 guys, right? And you have to have all 11 guys and you got to play within the system. And if you do that, you'll get your place. And I love that about what, where he's at. Hey, I saw a mic'd up segment with Sean Desai. He's mm-hmm. a very infectious, enthusiastic coach. And I think that's what players on the defensive side of the ball They're want digging the most. It. Yes. And, and they, he holds them accountable. Now, he's going from a position coach to the boss of the defense. There's a but, bit of a change. But I think because his youth serves him well, not that he's a super young guy, but he's been around – he can relate to these players, and he can talk to them like men. But he knows what every position is supposed to accomplish. He's not asking somebody to do something that they're not taught to do. So, again, it's about his encouragement that he has for every single position out there. All right, we're going to step away. Coming up next, Bears tight end Cole Komet, the pride of St. Viator High School and Notre Dame. He'll join the program for a couple of segments. For Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. You're listening to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Choose clean energy for your home at IGS.com because every good choice adds up to a better world. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, back with Cole Komet, Bears tight end, looking good and probably feeling good too, getting ready for the Buffalo Bills at Soldier Field on Sunday. You know, when you were a kid growing up, I said Sunday. I keep seeing Sunday, Tom. It's Saturday, Saturday at noon, which I love, by the way. Don't you love it? 
I, no, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. Saturday at noon feels Saturday like Sunday at noon. At noon. Yeah, it's, awesome. <laughs> it's a good day. But as a kid growing up, uh, you know, were you into the preseason at all, or you just like the regular season? And now that you're playing it, you need the reps to get ready for the regular season. Yeah, I mean, being as a kid, probably didn't pay much, too much attention to the preseason games. Um, you know, I actually went to a couple, um, but, you know, it's all about the regular season. But, yeah, no, now it's it's been kind of good just to, you know, get the game feel. And, you know, we had fans last week, which was, you know, really awesome just to kind of have that atmosphere back. Jesus, how about that for an yeah. eye, eye opener, right? For yeah. guys, I mean, I, I felt bad because – you know, even Tom and I, we, we just, it's not the same. You put the headset on and there's nothing, you know, or it's fake noise in our ears. Put the headsets off and you're like, this is a bunch of kids playing football in the park. But, you know, where do you draw your energy from if you can't submerge yourself mentally in the moment? Yeah, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, you really had to just draw your energy from, from your teammates. You know, that was the only way you can do it. And then it was kind of funny. I mean, people probably didn't know since watching the games on television, but – you can hear the smack talk in between guys are yelling at each other from sideline to sideline, which is kind of funny. But uh, did you get any out there? <laughs> of course, you got to get someone to love it. But you know, but uh, yeah, it was it was funny for sure. You know, kind of like a like you said, like in the park type of type of feel to it. So uh, kind of different, cool in a way, but also really bizarre at the same time. So you know, Saturday at noon, it kind of seemed like a Notre Dame game. Yeah. That's when they start. You know, Brian Kelly. What kind of you know he's got a really serious approach to his sideline demeanor. Did his um, personality on the sideline get you more prepared for the professional game, or what type of impression did he leave on you? Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, um, you know, Coach Kelly, uh, very CEO-like in his role at right. Notre Dame, and, uh, you know, in, that, in, the, in his approach towards games, everything was on time, everything was very organized, and I think that really helped, helped me and a lot of other guys, you know, uh, at this level. Um, you know, just the way he went about the week, and everything was very detailed and all that stuff, so... Um, you know, I, I think he did a great job of preparing guys, you know, for the NFL game for sure. The preseason preparation that you went through at Notre Dame, was it more similar to last year's camp when you only had a couple weeks to get ready for the season, kind of what you have in a, in a college program? Yeah, it was kind of funny. You know, for me it felt no different than a, than a, than a college, you know, preseason right. type deal. And all these older guys were complaining, like, <laughs> oh, this sucks. We're going six days in a row, you know, all that stuff. But I was like, oh, this is what we do at, you know, at, at college. So, um, yeah, kind of the same type of feel with that, you know, going four or five, six days and having a day off and going back at it, and then you're just playing your first game. Now that you have this preseason as opposed to last season, do you feel more prepared right now? I know you're you're a year older, you're a year wiser, you have the experience and stuff. So if you would have had a five-week training camp last year like you have this year, do you think things would have been a little different for the kickoff of the regular season? Yeah, for sure. And then you also got to include the OTA period as well. So yeah. we didn't have those yeah. as well. So, um, yeah, I think having the five weeks has been nice. You know, you really get to work on, you know, technique stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can work on within the five weeks where, you know, college and even last year just it's really sped up of getting plays in, you know, all that stuff where – now you can just kind of focus more on technique and, and executing all, and all, that, all that good stuff in games. Bears tight end Cole Komet, our guest here on Bears All Access. Tom and Jeff with you. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll he- be here with Cole for a couple of segments in tonight's show. Are you a patient young man? I'd say so. I'm pretty patient. Yeah. yeah. Does that include fo- learning the football that you have to learn now at this stage of your career? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot last year, uh, you know, I did have to be patient in a sense in terms of kind of waiting and, um, you know, just learning ball and, you know, learning terminology and all that stuff at the pro level. Um, so, yeah, I'd say I'm pretty patient in that sense. And uh, it's just kind of something you have to be at this level. You know, there's a 
there's a lot of older guys in this league that have played this game for a long time. And, you know, all, all these guys started, you know, where I was as a rookie. And, you know, you just kind of build up from there. So just kind of trusting the process and, you know, really, really clinging on to guys that, you know, have been around and, and that know the game really well. Yeah. But waiting in the line at DMV or waiting in line at us as a football player, right, that's two different <laughs> kind of patience we're talking about that, now. That is two different kinds of patience. Uh, I mean, I think we do get some perks here and there at the DMV now for the, for the bear, with, pull the Bears card, maybe go up front. <laughs> yeah, <it's fine>. no, <laughs> you're looking at a man that has zero patience 100% of the time, well, 365 days a year. When I was listening at, look, what, looking at Cole answer this, I, I think there's a difference you know, with patience in yeah. in line somewhere, yeah, patience oh, sure. in football. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I I totally feel the same way. Yeah, but, you're you're a Type A personality, yeah. just like <laughs> yeah. I am. Yeah. So. yeah, you know, a second half of last season also saw like the animal come out a little bit mm-hmm. in Cole Komet. Yeah. Would you agree? Like the the yeah. physicality with the ball in your yeah. hand and finishing your runs with yeah. the ball in your hand and the blocks at the line of scrimmage, and then you know you're not you're not shy about getting a little you know face to face and yeah. so. I love that because yeah. I'm I'm an old school guy yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, did you feel that at that point, you know, you, you kind of have to do that a little yeah. bit? Let them well, know you're here. I think for sure. I think, you know, for me that came from just being more comfortable with my teammates, really. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> over Zoom calls was, was nice getting to know guys, but, like, it's not real until you're, you know, the day in and day out type of stuff. And, uh I think as the year progressed and the more time I spent with the guys in the locker room, you just feel more comfortable with everybody. And, and then you kind of let yourself show out more in the field and, and who you are as a person. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I felt, you know, going towards the end of the year. And then you kind of just start playing more confident, more freely. And, right. well, and you got a guy that's, that's helping mentor you who's just yeah. exactly like that, who shows right. all of his emotions in Jimmy Graham uh, right down to the – you know, the slam dunk in yeah. the end zone when he catches uh, the touchdowns that he will again this yeah. season. So, right. remarkable career. Uh, are you picking up some of that too, or yeah. you know, and then you know you're chiseling out your own personality yeah. uh, on the game field? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's kind of meshing those those two things. You know, my own personality and picking up on some things that Jimmy does, and um, you know, we kind of make it a point in practice and um, in games, like to to bring that energy. Like we make a good block, you know, maybe people aren't noticed, but like we're gonna go crazy on the field because we made a good block, and we're gonna let the dude know. Um, so things like that, you know, and everyone else sees that. You know, David sees that, the line sees that, and that gets them fired up. So, you know, you can, we can bring everybody along with us. Uh, I think that's a good thing. You know, different displays of power. So the first day in pads of this year's training camp, you caught a crossing route, a defensive back came up, and you stiff-armed him powerfully. Yeah. And I was said to myself, yeah, I said yeah. to Jeff, whoa, there's something. But then the first pass you catch the other day, you try to hurdle a guy. Yeah. What, the, what are you doing, dude? This is the first preseason yeah. game you're hurdling guys. There, there, there might have been some money on the line for a hurdle. So yeah. that's all I got to say. But, uh, yeah, no, definitely definitely going to stick to my guns. Put know, that in your season. pocket till yeah. the regular season, please. I love, you know, the stiff arm, it leaves an impression on the whole defense. Yeah. And even well, in the, I'll right, tell you what, it leaves an impression on everybody in the building, especially yeah. in this town. The stiff arm whether it's a running back or, or you with the ball in your hand. I mean, I, I think it's like hitting a grand slam in baseball. Mm-hmm. The whole bench gets up on their feet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's replayed then on ESPN for perpetuity. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are significant blue-collar plays right mm-hmm. there that kind of ingrain you with the fan base yeah. and your teammates. Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely uh, 
definitely fires up some guys. You know, they love it for sure. And, you know, the line loves seeing that. And you'll see guys run after you when you do stuff like that. So the line really well, loves that. So You know, I got one other thing because yeah. – and, and correct me if I'm wrong because, you know, Tom listens and I listen to everything you guys say at the podium as well. We, we may not be up there asking the questions, but when they talk about – or they ask you about your inline blocking ability, mm-hmm. you know, that, I sense that, you know, that you don't think people – realize that you are good at that mm-hmm. do, you, do you get that impression sometimes by the line of questioning that they may doubt that aspect of your game and only yeah. look at you as not the why but the guy going down the field you know mm-hmm. working the seam and owning the middle of the field yeah I mean you know I get that I mean um if I'm being honest I don't know if some reporters are as like educated in that feel like look really looking for that you know they just want to see the the ball in the hands and stuff so then you know they, they see you do that so they may just assume oh he's not a you know, he can't do the inline stuff as well or, you know, things like that. But, um, you know. You take pride in oh, it. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. I'm always getting with the line, and um, those are the guys that I really uh, gravitate towards in terms of friendship-wise, you know. And, you know, they love they love seeing that stuff. You know, they love when I catch the ball down the field or I'm with them, you know, on a triple block, things like that. And, um, you know, that's definitely something I take a lot of pride in. You know, Kittle brought you along for the tight end university program this offseason, which I think is really cool. Neat way to have some conversation. Do you guys talk about blocking as much as you talk about like route rules or route combinations or and stuff like that? Is it a discussed topic amongst you guys? Yeah, for sure. Uh, George actually took that topic um, on one of the days. It was about an hour and a half long deal we did on just run blocking, watching tape, um, kind of the stuff that he does and, and Mercedes Lewis does with in Green Bay and, and over his career and. Um, yeah, that's something that you got to be good at, you know, and that yeah. keeps you in the league. You know, that was something that Mercedes was talking about. Um, you know, he came in, he talked about him coming in as a he's, a, he's a pass catcher type dude. And uh, he's like, the reason I'm around, you know, for 17 years is because I can block in line. Right. You know, that's how you stick around in the league. So if you don't block, you don't play. You don't play. No, yeah. you don't play. You know, you're only, uh, you, you only, you're a gadget. You only can use some of the times. Whereas if you're blocking, you're in it all the time. And that's, uh, you know, those are hard, hard, hard to find. I, I guarantee you, I, at least I think I should guarantee it. Greg Olson, when he was here, he was always big on teaching everybody the shake route. Did he bring up the shake route at that? Yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, he loves the shake route. And for those who don't know what it is, you can explain it well, to him. Well, Greg uh, Greg was funny because Greg was uh, – we were like, Greg, you're going to be a coach at some point. He's like, no, no, I'm not. I can't do it. I'm like, dude, you are loving this way too much with us out here. So, you know, he was. we were working seam route, shake route, I mean, all that type of stuff. So, um, you know, Greg was great. You know, he was he was really funny. Greg was actually the first person I linked up with uh, for the tight end U thing. I did a podcast with him uh, that he did, kind of starting with with I think with Dicka and, and working all the way up to me. Uh, you know, last year after the draft. Um, so he hit me up with that, and uh, you know, it was an awesome time. And you know, Greg, uh, Greg, I can definitely see Greg coaching over these next couple yeah. of years. He's got a particular way he wants yes. that shake route yeah. run, and it made sense. That's yeah. for sure. Cole Komet, our guest. One more segment to go. With the Bears tight end after this break here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. The Chicago Bears, one of the teams in the Chicago Sports Alliance, are supporting Ready, Chicago's gun violence reduction efforts. Learn more at heartlandalliance.org slash ready. Jeff Joniak, top there. And Cole Komet, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We're brought to you by IGS Energy. Uh, you're a prime candidate for a huge breakout year based on your performance and more targets at the end of last year, but you're not the only one on that offense. You, are you starting to get a feel for what that unit is capable of? Let's put the quarterbacks aside for a minute. I'm talking about the skill position players. What's been added? David Montgomery, you, Darnell Mooney. I mean, there's a lot 
that can grow together here and become explosive. And I think that's why Matt Nagy, he was just asked this the other day, and I've talked to him about it too, he is very optimistic. He is, not, And it's not just lip service. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling it? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, obviously, like starting with Allen, who's, who's been the number one dude here for a while, um, he's just a great leader for everybody on the field. You know, how he goes about practice, the way he comes in shape to camp and things like that. Um, you know, Darnell – was working with him the last couple of weeks leading up to the uh, leading up to training camp, and that dude go that that dude's putting work, and uh, he's been fun to play with. And you know, obviously, me and him came together came in together last year, and we've we've created a great friendship. Um, Marquis Goodwin, I mean, that guy can fly, so he's got uh, he's got some speed there. Demir Bird has been awesome. You know, he's been running around, and um, so I mean, you know, we got we got a lot of talent out there, and uh, you know, it's it's coming together for sure, and we're starting to click more and. You know, guys are kind of figuring, you know, carving out their roles and, and how, how we're going to do this offense and things like that. So uh, I think it's, you know, not just like you said, not lip service. I think this is uh, really exciting for everybody, and, you know, we're excited to get going here. Is it cool to have a tight end room with a grand poobah? When you look at Jimmy Graham, I mean, he is going to be the elder statesman of your room, and I think he plays an important role. Only, for, I mean, for your development, for what Jesse James can bring in, what Jesper Horstead can bring in, what P.J. Holtz can bring in, you know, all, all these guys. Is it is it cool to have that mentor, that leadership guy in your room? Yeah, he's great. Uh, you know, he uh, he's actually a really funny dude once you get to know him. And, uh, you know, he's the alpha. I mean, he's the alpha not only in our room, just in general on the offense. You know, he's going to put people in place, make sure everyone's doing the right things. And things like that, but uh, you know he's been around. He's seen a lot of talent, seen a lot of ball, and um, he's just a great guy to have around. And you know, obviously, it doesn't hurt to have him in the red zone either. Have you ever punted or kicked off in high school? No, never punted or kicked off. Because Jimmy Graham, you know, he's got that reputation where he yeah. makes a big catch, gets yeah. in, you know, and all of a sudden you do is you yeah. see the ball punted. But yeah, we, we kind of started taking after that. So I think Jimmy did it, then I did it, and then David did it. So we were we were pretty happy with how this is going. So hopefully the receivers can pick up on it and start getting some punts in <laughs> during red zone. Cool. Kmet, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670th score. This is Bear All Access with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. All right, so is it settled in yet? Are you able to wear it well? that you're no longer Cole Komet, who grew up here, played at St. Viator, went to Notre Dame, starred, drafted by the Bears' his childhood team with his favorite player on the team, Jimmy Graham, and now you're walking around as number 85 Chicago Bear in his second season with expectations. Does it feel like it now? Does it actually feel like you're not that kid anymore? Yeah, no, for sure. I, now I'm just part of it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, ingrained in this, and, you know, obviously – Crazy how everything, you know, you, you say that, and, it, you know, really, if you're reflecting on it, really crazy how all that stuff works out. Really, We've talked about it really a unbelievable. lot. Yeah, it's really unbelievable. Um, but, you know, yeah, now, now it's time to, you know, to do what I need to do. You know, we need to go out here, win games, and, you know, go win a Super Bowl for the city. I mean, it's been a while now, so we need to go, we need to go do that. Yeah, Tom, it's been a while. Yes, it has. 1985. <laughs> um, did you ever play against Joe Lake Catholic in high school? I did. We... We got run by. They had Ty Isaac there, if anyone remembers Ty oh, Isaac. Yeah. And he, yeah. uh, I think he put up like 300 yards rushing. Yeah, I still game. see Ty around Joliet. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of <laughs> cool because you and I have a similar upbringing. Both went to high school here in the area, then went to Notre Dame, and then mm-hmm. have luckily, luckily enough to come back to play for the Bears. I remember listening to your house on draft night. And it reminded me a lot of my family because I'm the youngest in my family, but the excitement in the room. You know, it, it's got to be a great 
thing for you to be able to have that sharing with your family, especially the more years that you grow into your career mm-hmm. and how much support it is for your family? Yeah, it's really special. I mean, you know, last week was the first time they got to come in the stadium right. when I was playing. And, you know, that Crazy. was really cool for them, you know, just to be able to experience that. You know, for me, it was for them, it was their first time being like, wow, like today was the first day we were like, Right. play for the Chicago Bears you know <laughs> uh, I mean they watched it on TV but like until they you know came to soldier and went through the whole thing it was you know everybody in 85 jerseys Every, 85s all around Attaboy. yeah 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 I you know I, I I think it's a fantastic story and you know just knowing my high school buddies from Hersey High School uh, just what they think about what I'm doing and what we're doing together here and just to think they're, they're you know they're a bunch of knuckleheads right right, right? No you got no some doubt. knuckleheads in your group oh, of course Tom has them too yeah, you course. know question no, about no. it all right I'm going to ask you guys both some quick hitter questions okay both NFL uh, players yeah, all right good. uh this would be a little fun um all right and I don't know if you can answer a lot of these Tom but for, first jersey owned regardless of sport you got one Tom did you collect any jerseys um, I, Probably not, I really huh? didn't. Your brothers? Uh, How about mine, you? Mine was Ladanian Tomlinson. Why? Uh, loved watching him run, and I thought I could be a running back until I became 6'5", 6'6". <laughs> so I was like, that's not happening. But, uh, Ladanian, yeah, not a bad one to get, though. Yeah, yeah. So much respect yeah. for that for that player. Uh, no, no question about it. All right, uh, first job. Lifeguard, Oakwood, swimming pool, carrying – Picnic tables and being a lifeguard. <laughs> My first job was here. I've I, I never had a job before that. I was playing football and baseball my whole life. I love it. Thanks, thanks to mom and dad for letting me do that. Right. And not even cutting the neighbor's lawn. Nothing, uh, you nothing, know, nothing. Did you nothing. have chores? Chores. I mean, I yeah, chores. Yeah. My, I get yelled at by mom, but, you know, that's, yeah, this Skill. is my first job. You still yeah, still. <laughs> Skill you would like to learn. Play the ukulele. Okay, I have one Eddie at home, Vetter. but I've been too lazy to pick it up and play it. Just call Eddie Vetter. He'll help you out. Right. I'd like to be like a black belt or something, you know, in something like karate. Or, I think that'd just be kind of cool to learn. Uh, biggest pet peeve. I already know what his is going to be. but oh, Mine's big- slow walkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Slow walkers, Tom? Yeah. Waiting. Yeah, Wait. don't be late. Yes. Do not don't be, be late. late. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen grown men cry because Jeff of him. Jeff would be the most fine professional athlete no. you've ever played against if he had the same oh. fine system. Yeah, I don't think so, buddy. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, that there's my little snack pack of uh, nuggets there. Uh, you're a baseball man. You're a Cubs fan. Thoughts? It's been tough. You know, yeah. I mean, it is what it, I understand. You know, they got to – some point got to you know yeah. do what they, they had to do what they had to do um you know tough seeing Bryant Rizzo and Baez go those are guys that hey. obviously brought the brought the championship over and um it's tough but you know all good things come to an end and new yeah. new traditions begin yeah. new yeah. new come stars come over to the other side I grew up in Joliet I'm a Sox fan I can't I can't do it I can't do it all right lastly it should be also Known that David Montgomery's on this team you, you love the way he runs representing uh, my Iowa State Cyclones currently. Uh, preseason number seven in the nation ahead of Cincinnati at number eight and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish at number nine. Uh, I'm looking at two domers right here, eyeballing me now with a little seriousness. How we feel about we this? We play a real schedule. Really? We do. We, yeah, uh, we do. You know, people, right. people get mad about the conference stuff. We manufacture the schedule, 
and it's a good schedule. It, it is, is a, good a good schedule. We play major marketed teams. Yes, yes, yes we do. All right, enjoy. Uh, thanks so much for taking the Thank time. You, Have a great yeah. season, Cole. We'll, we'll see you back here, I'm sure, throughout the course of the season. Awesome. We'll continue on here with Bears All Access with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy. Visit athletico.com to request an appointment in clinic or virtually and start feeling better tomorrow. And the broadcast partner from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak with you here on Bears All Access. So, Bears meet the Bills on Saturday afternoon. Noon kickoff, 11 a.m. pregame show. Uh, a lot really to get involved with when we're talking about the Buffalo Bills, Tom. Certainly we don't know exactly what their plan is as of this show in terms of starters. They only played about half of those guys last week. But uh, overall, it's a very good roster. And, you know, they made the AFC title game last year. And they were beaten by Kansas City. They won two playoff games with Josh Allen. That, that made his stock rise. But... It's everything else. That roster is built top to bottom very, very, very well to fit a Sean McDermott culture and a Sean McDermott system. Yeah, it's so you to, again, talk about Sean McDermott system because that's what you're getting ready for, Jeff, is you're getting ready for the Buffalo Bills. It's about understanding what you've learned in practice this past week, what improvements you've been able to make in your own game, and how they're going to affect you going forward against the Buffalo Bills. Now you're not going to have any notification like you did last week after practicing against the Dolphins for a couple weeks. These guys are going to just come in a soldier field, and you're going to kick this game off, and now you're going to have to grow up a little bit, whether you're a seasoned veteran or a young guy trying to learn the ropes in the NFL. This is a good program. They have Super Bowl playoff aspirations, so you have to realize the mentality of this team that's coming in, getting ready to play the Bears. And your old buddy, Les Frazier, your teammate on the 85 Super Bowl champion Bears, uh, the cornerback for the Bears, now a defensive coordinator, assistant head coach. Going to run a 4-3, so the Bears have been practicing against 3-4, played against a 3-4 in practice last week against Miami. They get a 4-3. I know it doesn't make a load of difference, but in terms of blocking assignments and how the offensive line sees things, it'll make it a touch different, and I think that's good for the preseason. It's a really versatile defense because Leslie Frazier is not only using players where you expect them to be. He'll take a defensive end and he'll play him at defensive tackle. And he'll put these guys in a variety of roles trying to expose their talents. Are you a pass rusher against a guard? Are you a run stopper against a de- uh, an offensive tackle or possibly a tight end? So again, it's a positive reinforcement of what you've been learning over the last couple of weeks. Understand your assignment coming out of the huddle and just block your assignment and use the fundamentals and the techniques that you've been using. Because I do think Leslie is a little bit more unpredictable than some defensive coordinators, especially in the preseason because he likes to experiment with the talent group that he can put on the field. Time to look at the Bills offense. Josh Allen not going to play in this game, nor did he play last week against Detroit, but uh, what a season a year ago. 4,500-plus yards, 37 touchdown passes, just 10 interceptions, 421 yards on the ground, eight touchdowns, was a real star in the playoffs. They beat by got beat by Kansas City in the AFC title game. Otherwise, they would be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, and now he's got his big contract. Uh, I would love to see him because what a unique player, uh, physically as strong as anybody in the NFL at that position, athletically gifted. 
Yeah, he's developed now the reputation of one of the star-studded quarterbacks in the league that they're not going to get any playing time in the preseason. They're going to be thrust upon you once the regular season gets here. But again, Josh Allen's future is what the Buffalo Bills need to keep healthy. The quarterbacks will likely see Mitchell Trubisky back in a Buffalo uniform in Chicago, uh, wearing number 10. Got a few snaps last week. Then Jake Fromm, Davis Webb. Uh, both of those quarterbacks led some big scoring drives. It'll be interesting to see all three of these quarterbacks, a little something different from each. And, of course, you know, Mitch Trubisky back in town. It'll be a, a story, but in the bigger picture, everybody's moved on. He was a pro here 100% of the time. Yeah, but you have to understand, you know, Mitchell Trubisky is still learning this system. I don't think it's, you know, it's kind of unfair to think, okay, this guy's going to go to a new team and all of a sudden he's going to become a veteran quarterback that knows the system inside and out. That's not the case. They let him throw two passes last week. He completed one of them. So do where do they feel, do they feel he's farther along than last week where maybe they can give him 10 pass attempts? I think it's all wait and see, and the Bears fans will be interested in, in to, to see Trubisky. All right, we'll take a look at the Bears' perspective on some uh, very interesting topics. I want Tom to pick out, and I will too, five guys that you want to see take it from the practice field to Saturday. We did this in last week's show as well. So five guys to take it from the practice field to Saturday afternoon, and we're going to break down what I think are the two most interesting battles, the wide receiver group and the entire secondary. It's all just ahead here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People to get it with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak. We're brought to you by IGS Energy, our final segment tonight. We kick it off with a little Robert Quinn, the veteran outside linebacker, trying to work through a back and then an ankle. He's back on the field this week, uh, and he's really focusing. A lot of his answers, Tom, this week when asked about where he's at is what's going on mentally and how he's handling all of that. We all know we can't you know, change the past, so, I mean, as much as I... Hate looking at last year as something that happened, but uh, more used as, I guess, not motivation, but, you know, basically, in a sense, you know, trying to not repeat a year like that because that's not my standard. So at the end of the day, I just kind of, it's weird to say, but kind of washed it and just moved on from it because, again, it was last year. Um, this wasn't a good year for me, so I, I can. Definitely changed the perception this year, but uh, you know, it starts on game day, so we got a little time before we get there. Yeah, a little time to get there is true, and expecting big things out of himself, let alone from a franchise perspective. Um, he, he does talk that he's in a much better mental state of mind than he was a year ago. Yeah, for whatever you, reason. You know, because you, you come to a new team, you don't know anybody, you're not familiar with the locker room, you're going through the whole pandemic issues, and then you're trying to live up to the expectations that every member of the defense has for you. I think when I we look out on the field and we see, the, obviously, the relationship develop between he and Khalil Mack, you know, they spend a lot of, it looks like a lot of time, and a lot of it has probably, you know, tends to go through football conversation as much as it does personal conversation. In once you feel more comfortable in your existence, I think you can be a more positive player. I don't want Robert Quinn to dwell on what happened last year. I want Robert Quinn to show up and 
be what's expected of him and the pressure the fans have put on him, but it sounds like he's putting as much pressure on himself to perform. 100%. He's made that very clear. Defense last week, three sacks. Let's bring us to, to guard James Daniels. Back this week after a, a long absence for a, a quad. On the recovery as well from a pec tear last year, limited in just five games. And now that he's back and talking for the first time, really since that surgery, way back after week five last year, Daniel's talking about where he's at. Like right when I got hurt, like, I mean, I, I, I thought I was hurt. And so I went to the locker room. Then, you know, I went to like pawn like a shoulder brace and, uh, and come back out and play. But then the doctor was like, you tore your pec. Then, I mean, I was sad. I was sad for probably, I was sad probably for like a week. At my surgery, I was in pain. The entire time I was in my sling, that was awful. But, I mean, when I was hurt, I mean, it started, I started realizing, like, appreciating, like, the situation I had. Like, I, so I live alone. So my mom came here to live with me during, like, because I couldn't drive. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't. I, and so she lived with me, which was very nice. I got to spend time with my mom. I got to spend time with my cat, with my girlfriend. And so it's, it made me, like, realize, like, really appreciate, like, the game. And also, it was also nice seeing that. There was that stretch in the middle of the season where the team was struggling, but at the end of the season, like, they picked it up, and it was nice to see, like, the offensive line was playing really well at the end of last year. Uh, it really was, and a lot of the credit goes to Sam Mustafer and Alex Bars on that. But as we transition, Tom, into five guys that I want to see taken from the practice field to Saturday, he, he's one of them, James Daniels, because, you know, I, I didn't realize this, but Tevin Jenkins, unfortunately having back surgery, as we discussed early in the show, is 23 years old and a rookie. James Daniels is 23 years old and entering his fourth season. He'll be 24 in September. The sky's the limit still for this guy. He had a 16-game season in 19, unfortunately, down to five last year. But just look at him. You see the, the body type, the body frame, the big old rear end for power, and, you know, the talent. I, I really, this is a takeoff year. It has to be. Yeah, but, you know, one thing about James is he's come to the realization that the game is really important to him. And it's, you realize the importance of the game to you when it's taken away from you for a period of time. So he's got to reemerge in a captain-type role. Because if you think of with Cody Whitehair and James Daniels, you could have two of the premier offensive guards in the league. And with what Sam Mustafer has been able to do to stabilize the offensive line and really help the quarterback a, a lot more than you know, because that role of center and the quarterback is, a, is an interesting relationship. But I, when you're trying to develop the offensive tackle position, uh, you got Jermaine Effetti that's eventually going to come back, and then you have competition at the left tackle, uh, possibly Jason Peters. So I, I think that the role of Cody and James – I'm looking at real I'm looking at captains of this team, not just good football players, and I like listening to that interview by James because I want the game to be important to him. All right, he's one of the, my five. Uh, I'll give you first first dibs on the number two five. The number two five, um, I'm going to go with De- uh, it's, it's kind of a combination of Deion Bush and DeAndre Houston Carson because they've been around here a while. They could be the new captains of the special teams, but I think it gives versatility in the defensive backfield to Sean Desai. Both of these guys have really good catching ability. They have good knowledge and good coverage ability. So I think the combination of the willingness to come to the line of scrimmage and tackle from the safety position, the ability to cover, and they're bigger body guys that could, they can make 
make that transition from linebacker depth to defensive back depth. I know they've been around here for a while, but I still like their role, their developing role on this team. They're football players. Now, I'm going to throw one at you, and it's a right tackle to Chavius Simmons. He, he played almost the entire game, if not the whole game, last week. He's showing well in practice. I think he's getting familiar with playing right tackle. There's, there's something going on in a positive way here without Jermaine Effetti. We don't know when Jermaine Effetti's coming back. I thought he would be back by now, but this, this hip flexor issue is still lingering, and there's no timetable there. So you, you may have to count on Lachavia Simmons. So he's been practicing well. Take it to the field. How did you think he played? I thought he did well. Um, you know, I'm glad that, you know, Lachavia Simmons left the practice field last week. He had, we had a concussion protocol issue, rebounded from it quickly, and came back and was inserted back in the lineup. And that's what I'm looking for out of offensive linemen. I want guys that it's important to be there. And Lachavius Simmons has showed it, but so has Arlington Hambright. Both of these guys that were drafted last year, and Arlington Hambright is developing a bigger role because he's moving from left guard to left tackle. All right, give me a third one. I'm going to go Daz Newsome. Uh, this is a guy that really caught my eye in OTAs and, and before he got injured. And I think he's the type of guy that could have a slot impact that Darnell Mooney did last year on the outside. And if you could get a couple of young receivers that develop good relationships with all of the quarterbacks, I think it can open your downfield opportunity. So I, I like what I see out of Dallas. I'm going to two receivers. They're going to count as one, though, because Rodney Adams and John V. Johnson are doing a lot of good things. They still have a long hill to climb. They have to keep proving it each and every snap, let alone each and every day. And I think because of the way the quarterbacks have been playing and how familiar they've become with Justin Fields, who will play on Saturday, I just, I just want to see more. So I want my eyes to be confirmed. And now you got the last one. All right, I'm going to go with uh, two uh, Calitro and Johnson, two linebackers, okay. because these guys are young guys, and I – when I think of the linebacker position and see what... That's uh, Austin Calitro and Caleb Johnson, right. by the way. And, but I see the way they've played football. If they can come in here and contribute in a big way on special teams, you're talking about a couple guys that could unseat veterans. And I listen, Josh Woods, Joe Lea Booneyway, you got to show me something because I'm not just going to hand guys jobs because they were here on the roster last year. If Johnson and Calitro continue to show this development, a good understanding of reading the run up front but having pass coverage responsibility – you know, may, maybe their future is here. Tom, we're going to talk to you on the radio Saturday, 11 a.m. pregame, noon kickoff. Are you going to be there? I'll be there early. Bears and Bills. You'll probably get there at the crack of dawn. The sun coming up. Put the coffee on. We got a, we got a coffee pot in the booth now. Right. So we get that, we get that, get that <laughs> thing going. That's going to do it for tonight's show. Appreciate you listening, everybody. Thanks to Cole Komet, the veteran tight end, our producers, Dan Brilli and Jordan Treadup, and for everybody at The Score. Uh, coming up. Uh, we got Bears and Bills Sunday. Bears and Bills Saturday from Soldier Field. We'll have it for you starting at noon. For Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.